The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Sowing the seeds of cannabis and sounding the praise of our favorite plants, it's time to Hempresent. Our radio resident hempo-sapien Vivian McPeak will present a weekly platform for guests and listeners to Hempresent about hemp and cannabis from the legal, activist, and reformist route. Let's round up and roll it up for our headmaster of hemp, Vivian McPeak. Welcome to the Hemp Present Resistance, the weekly radio podcast where you can get your PhD in THC because you don't just want to burn it, you want to learn it. Seeking to defeat the alternative facts of prohibition one interview at a time and advocating for the plant, the whole plant, and nothing but the plant. Join me for a weekly read for Radio Rebellion Against Prohibition as I speak with some of the principal risk takers, movers, and shakers, and history makers of the cannabis industry, culture, and reform movement. I'm your host, Vivian McPeak. I am the executive director of the world's largest annual cannabis policy reform event, the Seattle Hemp Fest, in its 26th year, founded hempfest.org. I'm also the author of the book Protestable, a 20-year retrospective of Seattle Hemp Fest from AHA Publishing, also found at hempfest.org. Today's guest on Hempresent is farmer Tom Lowerman, who will be with me in about one minute. Primates diverged from other mammals about 85 million years ago. And the earliest African fossils indicate that humans first lived between 6 and 2 million years ago. And the whole time, we're just plugging along, doing our thing for millions of years with really no long-standing impact on the environment around us, other than an occasional species or two that may have been overhunted here and there. But then came the industrial age when human beings' collective knowledge and ingenuity hit critical mass and our capacity to operate in sizes and numbers previously unheard of became possible. And not only are we now operating in large numbers, we're reproducing exponentially and it's becoming more and more undeniable that the human race is affecting global weather patterns and threatening various fragile biosystems on the planet. Our demand for food, energy, and raw materials has never been greater. And to meet these demands, we have large corporate entities worth billions of dollars that can operate nonstop and massive scale that modern civilization requires. 
And too often, the corporate sector seems to be unwittingly engaged in what could be characterized as a war against the natural world. The meat industry, the agriculture industry, the energy industry, the construction industry, the war industry, and others routinely engage in practices that poison the environment, destroy habitat, and eliminate entire species forever. And since we live in this very same environment, we are subject to chemicals and toxins in our daily life coming directly in our food and water or in our clothes or our building materials around us. The very first line of defense in health is pure, clean air, food, and water. All three of those can be affected by bad farming practices. And of course, for those of us who imbibe in cannabis, growing practices are everything. Are the growers using synthetic fertilizers or pesticides? What's in the soil they're using? Are the growers using sustainable, ethical, and environmentally sound practices? With the advent of the industrial cannabis explosion, it's become more critical than ever that community and industry leaders emerge to forge best practices to build sustainable, renewable models by which to grow all forms of cannabis to meet market demands responsibly. And, of course, beyond cannabis. One of the West Coast's most proficient organic farmers is my guest today. Farmer Tom Lowerman was born and raised in San Diego where he grew up surfing, skateboarding, and downhill mountain bike racing. He also grew up with a deep appreciation for cannabis, which is why he says he has been on a mission to ensure that everyone has access to this amazing plant's many benefits. He also says he has a passion for growing organic cannabis and veggies and educating people on how to grow organically for themselves. He is the namesake of the Farmer Tom Cannabis brand, and he's joined me this afternoon. Welcome, Tom, to Hemp Present on Cannabis Radio. Uh, thanks, Vivian, for having me on the show. My pleasure. Boom, pow! <laughs> I just couldn't resist starting with your signature phrase. Now, I've read, Tom, that you've been smoking cannabis since you were 12 years. I started at 13. So you've got a year up on me, brother. <laughs> I'm trying to catch up with you. But I realize it ain't a competition. <laughs> no, it's really not. It's more of a lifestyle. You know, it's something, that, it's something that's you right. get. Absolutely, man. Now, you had your activism kickstarter with Prop 215 in California, and today you're a licensed Washington State cannabis farmer. You got in very early at creating a marketable brand name and image with your Farmer Tom brand. What is the Farmer Tom brand about, and why should people remember that name? Well, first of all, I'm not a licensed I- 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 oh. 502 farmer. Um, oh, got it, got it. And uh, we wanted to take another route. You know, I built a really good brand. And, and in, you know, a few years ago when I knew that I I was going to make it in this industry, I thought, well, how am I going to help all my other farmer friends who are really good farmers who, you know, maybe aren't, you know, have a nice beard as me or, you know, do well in front of cameras or whatever the circumstances are, how can I help those guys out? So my drive is, and it has always been, you've heard me talk about years, it's always small farmer, small farmer. So my drive is a small farmer. So I, what I want to do is help small farmers stay on their farm and uh, by, you know, giving them the chance to use my popular brand, um, which I have, you know, shelf space across both states, Washington and Oregon, just waiting for me. So we're in the process of putting that together, putting together a little uh, certification platform. So they kind of fall underneath the farmer Tom standards, where, which are pretty basic standard organic standards. Now, you were arrested in San Diego back in 1999 uh, at your collective. I think it was Shelter from the Storm with almost 500 plants. What was that like, and how did that experience change you? How did that experience translate into what you're doing today? Well, that kind of, you know, uh, it kind of changed everything. Um, uh, my wife, I met my wife that day. She actually uh, pretty much saved our, saved my life that day. Uh, she was just super 
cool and collected and you know back then back then in the day our media list was our you know our go-to only you know chance we had in court so she got the media list and called the uh, the uh the median and they were down there abc nbc news fox news were all down there within 15 minutes so i met her and we've been together and so many things happened you know, uh, because of that arrest, uh, it would take me a while to go through them all. But yeah, it was, you, you, you met your you met true. your wife the day you were busted. Yeah, I had seen her around the collective before, and she was kind of on her way out. But when the cops came, she was super cool and collected, and you know, did exactly what. And at that moment, I knew that I needed her by my side for the rest of my life. You know, so here we are, twenty now, years now, later. Now that's that's <laughs> a life changing day, huh? <laughs> Oh, no doubt about it. In so many ways. Let's talk about your operation. I've been on your your homestead, your your spread. Uh, what do you have going on in terms of your farming operation, and growing techniques? Tell us about the tar- farmer Tom model. Well, um, we grow organic. You know, we've pretty much been an educational farm here. We've never really grown commercially either for the medical industry or for the five hundred two. Our our deal was kind of to normalize cannabis, so we took this uh, organic, holistic approach, kind of try to keep the original organic cannabis farming uh, vision alive. So that's what we've kind of that's what we've done here, and uh, we we hope to keep it going by helping, like I said before, other small farmers stay on their farm by using my organic my 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 practices and. Uh, you know, having quality product that they can use to, you know, keep their family safe and on their farms, which is a big deal these days in the I-502 world. Now, you talk about supporting the small farmer. Why is that important right now? Well, because they're all getting wiped out by these large uh, corporate uh, conglomerates. And, you know, you know, we knew when this whole thing started that there would be the Walmart mentality. So there's definitely a lot of large companies out there who have, you know, fifty, hundred million dollars to lose to lowball all the other players out so they're the only ones left. And then when the only ones left, they raise the prices. So um I don't know. We gotta make sure that the craft uh small craft farmers, just like in any industry, stay alive and furbished so we keep the money in the community. The money doesn't go elsewhere. You know, and it's really important now that there, you know, that there is ways to keep the money in the community and it's kind of difficult yeah i guess up against the walmart might be the new slogan uh <laughs> um right how can consumers know that the herb that they're buying is organic how, how do they know that it's the cleanest healthiest cannabis available is there in washington a state organic certification available for weed uh and if not how do they figure it out and what, what does certified no, mean? What does certified mean in this state? Well, it means nothing because there really is no state or federally certified, sanctioned, any kind of certification unit out there. So it's it's difficult. Um, I guess you could, uh, in Washington State, they're, they're, it's mandatory that you look at all of the chemicals they used while growing the plant. They're all displayed on the back of the pan, a panel. And that would be the best place to get your information. So Right on. Uh, and why just, I've got, uh, let's see, we've got about two minutes before the break. Why don't we have an organic certification here? Do you know, is there an answer to that? Well, it's a, for, it's a federal deal. The federal government owns the word organic. So it's because pot's illegal. 
No, yeah, it's because pot's illegal that they can't really? they can't certify it or federally certify it organic. Yes, sir. <laughs> so, in other words, you can't you grow some organic pot. You can't say it's organic and sell it under the five hundred two model, right? No, no, you can't. <laughs> that makes a hell of a lot of sense, doesn't it? Uh, it does. How about pesticides? How many pesticides do they allow here in this state? Uh, they, they allow people to grow and sell pot full of pesticides, right? I got about one minute. Yeah, yeah they do, and it's and it's and it's and it's kind of criminal, you know. I mean, these guys all have the ability to grow top, great quality organic cannabis, and you know, it's a it's an agricultural crop. You're going to have crop failures, and they're just going to have to get used to it and know that the public is, is educating themselves about the importance of good, clean, sustainably, you know, organically grown cannabis. I'm speaking to farmer Tom Lowerman. We're going to take our first pause for the cause because there's flaws and laws like we always do at Hemp Present. Hear a word from our sponsors and advertisers. Come back with our second segment. Time to roll out for the people that let us Hemp Present. Hang loose. We're coming right back. This is Bobby Black, host of Blazin', here to talk to you about 420 Science. I've known Matt and Gary from 420 Science for over a decade. We've spent a lot of time together at the Cannabis Cups in Amsterdam, the Doobie Awards in their hometown of Austin. They were even at my wedding. And I've always admired their integrity and how they've built 420 Science from the ground up to become the most trusted online head shop. Visit 420science.com slash podcast for an exclusive deal on pipes and more from genuine people who put their customers first. That's 420science.com slash podcast. The smoke is rising, and the next crop of podcasts devoted to cannabis providers and enthusiasts are ready to be harvested. Welcome to the Cannabis Radio Network, founded by respected rainmakers who have been producing award-winning podcasts for over a decade. Industry headlines, business updates, medical reports, marketing, and e-commerce education rolled up perfectly for your consumption. Let's grow together. The Cannabis Radio Network. CannabisRadio.com. Ignite the conversation on some trending topics along the Cannabis Radio social media network. Join our crew of thousands on our Cannabis Radio page on Facebook or at Canna Radio, C-A-N-N-A Radio on Twitter. Plus, look for our Facebook and Google Plus pages for all of our original programs and connect with Dr. Dina, Kyle Cushman, Dr. Mitch Earlywine, Nurse Heather, Doc Rob, the host of Gondrepreneur, and more. Connect with the growing Cannabis Radio social crusade at Canna Radio on Twitter or search for Cannabis Radio on Facebook, Google Plus, and Instagram and grow with us. We're back to Hemp Presents, only on Cannabis Radio. Now, back to our headstrong emperor of hemp, Vivian McPeak. And we're back on Hemp Present on Cannabis Radio with farmer Tom Lowerman. Tom, what are the biggest? What are some of the biggest challenges and obstacles to being or an organic? <laughs> if, if someone listening is just getting started, uh, what should they be most aware of? Well, uh, you know, growing organic is pretty standard, and it's and it's. And it's a pretty easy process. You know, you start off with a good, clean soil, and then you go for the ORME uh, approved, the organic approved uh, fertilizers and, you know, fungicides and things like that. And, um, you know, it's, it's, it's pretty well documented. Out. A lot of good books on, on growing organically, and it's uh, pretty much you like growing a tomato. So what I like to do is kind of I brought my whole agrarian, my whole farming lifestyle you know, and I've been trying to bring it into the cannabis world and kind of meld them together. 
So if you go out there and follow, you know, there's a lot of good, great organic standards out there. And if you follow the practices, um, you'll be successful on the organic. And when organic comes around, it's not if, it's when. You know, Tom, I'm, you know me, I'm an old hippie. Uh, organic seems like a no-brainer. I mean, it just seems like it's so obviously the choice for so many reasons. Why doesn't everybody do it? Why do people use these pesticides? I mean, what's their – obviously, they're looking to make more profits, right? Uh, why do you think – why do you think everybody's not doing organic? Well, because a, a lot of the com- uh, early commercial growers out of California – we're miracle grow growers, and there's a lot of them out there, believe me. And and they're all about the Eagle 20 and uh, miracle grow. Have, and, they might as well be using Roundup. Well, they do. <laughs> they're, I'm guaranteed they're using Roundup around their property to keep all the weeds down and, and, and all of that kind of stuff. So it's, uh, it's easier probably, to do it. Yeah, it's easier they're to do probably it. Not, they're probably not offering that up to anybody, right? Yeah, no doubt about it. Well, you know, we've been able to tell when you when you smoke that Miracle Grow weed or whatever commercially product weed, it really gives you an edgy, uptight feeling. So that's kind of why we've always gone the organic route. Sometimes I smoke bud and it has this kind of pine saw chemical uh, taste to it. Um, and 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 the other thing is, I wanted to ask you about it. You know, ten years ago. When I got good green bud, it was really light green. It was gooey and sticky, covered in crystals. Now I go to the rec shop, and a lot of the buds I get, they're super hard. They're dark. They're, just, they're almost the same. You notice that? And those soft, squishy, gooey. It used to be able to take a bud, stick it on, the, on your wall, and it'd be there 20 minutes later. And the bud seems different. Are, you think they're using thickeners and stuff? No, I think that they're just you know, not curing it properly, not taking proper care of it. You know, I've always been a big proponent of nitrogen sealing. You know, we've been using nitrogen sealing in the cannabis world forever to keep it storage-wise, and they use it in in the food industry. And you can package a bud, a bud, and it'll last for six months just as it is, but it could last up to two years nitrogen sealed. Now, if you put a, a dry bud at 13 to 15%, you put it in a bag and it sits on a shelf, it's oxidizing, it's turning dark, it's not in its, in its most pristine shape like it really could be. And I think, I think with the prices driving down, it's a hard, a hard choice for the farmers and the manufacturers to move ahead with the nitrogen ceiling. So it's a, it's, I think it's more of a cost thing right now with these growers and then as the competition grows, uh, I think the cannabis will get better because this is going to be a competition on who who's able to put out the you know the most dankest, freshest, cleanest weed on a consistent basis. Tom, do you ever trip on the fact that here you are growing these gigantic, beautiful budding pot plants in large greenhouses, pretty much in plain view, while other Americans have helicopters dropping down with SWAT teams for doing the same thing on their property? I mean, isn't that a mind blower? Yeah, it is. I mean, we had the same you know growing up in San Diego. We had, you know, more DEA in San Diego than everywhere else, and the helicopters were flying, and, you know, it was rough. And to be able to, it was nice to move up to here to Washington, where we were able to, you know, uh, get our medical license and to be able to grow a few plants. So um, it's it, it's great. I, I, I really appreciate it. But that doesn't mean that we don't have lock gates, and that doesn't mean that we don't, you know, we're not listening for the cars pulling up. And we still have that same kind of 
you know, there's there's always that back thought, you know. There's always that uncertainty. Yeah, definitely. I mean, yeah, it's not like it used to be for us anyway. Um, but it's just it's strange for me as an activist to be in this this weird transition period where we've got so much freedom comparatively, and other people are still in the old paradigm, you know. Uh, so, so let's talk about what you got going on these days. What cool projects you working on? What, what cool things do you want to tell us about? You've got so much going on. Oh yeah, I do have really a lot going on. This, uh, you know, this this year is kind of like taking all the work that I've done and kind of bringing it all together and and turning it into something. Uh, for the last uh, eight weeks, I've been working on a, a college course, a cannabis course, cannabis in your health at Clark College down here in Vancouver with David Benedictus. Uh, he's the instructor there. And, um, he came through, I actually met David, uh, through somebody who'd been to our farm and taken a class, a lady named Carol, who does tissue culture. And we've been working together through the last, for the last two years. I've been helping her with her tissue culture. And, you know, we've been kind of trading information. She took a one day class at Cart college and said, Oh, you got to meet farmer Tom. So she brought him over and they said, well, you seem like the, the right guy for the job, you know, do you want to help us put together this course? And I said, of course, that would be, that would be great. So uh, I brought in all, a lot of the speakers. Um, I helped bring in the patients panel. I'm speaking a couple times on growing um, history of cannabis, medical cannabis in the Vancouver area where we've, we've been active for the last few years. And then the last time I've got Courtney Braswell from Weed Maps coming in and we're going to do a, a full hour on um, products and, you know, the different products and the different uh, type of delivery systems that are out there on the market today. Nice. Now you provide consulting as well. Yeah, we. Yeah, we. Pr I'm. I'm kind of just building up my consulting business right now. I mean, after all the years of work, I finally feel that I'm at a place um, where I feel good about enough about myself that I can actually get out there and you know feel good about consulting because there's a lot of fake consultants out there and um you know i just want to make sure i was ready and i think this year this year i'm ready i'm doing some consulting i'm uh, working on a project with lsu and uh, southern um i've been uh, contacted by a group there and i've been working on there now louisiana they're setting up their their deals that the grows are going to go through uh lsu and southern be attached to the college in some way, but they're um, they're putting it out for bid. And I've been working with a group of good old boys out of Louisiana who um, feel pretty confident that they're going to win the the contract down there, and uh, we'll all be able to go in and help them set up their grow and kind of be on call for the first year to make sure that everything kind of rolls properly. Um, yeah, so there's a lot of uh, been a lot of really good opportunities out there that are coming up for me. You know, we're doing the Farmer Tom Certified Farms and Farmers, and I'm I'm working with a couple of groups trying to find the right farmers and the right processor in Washington and in Oregon, and who and who to work with. And so I can kind of fulfill my dreams, you know. I mean, you've heard me out there for years. It's all about keeping the small farmer on their farm and farm, and uh, now's my time to do it. So. Um, definitely my main focus is, uh, beyond consulting is to make sure 
that the small farmers can take their kids to the bus stop and eat dinner with their families and live a normal, sane life instead of trying to be everything. The farmer, the producer, the brand, like all of that, it it gets a little all-consuming. I mean, just being a farmer is a full-time job in itself. Indeed it is, and and farmers in general in America have had a real hard time for a while, and uh we need to understand the value uh, that they have to our society. I am speaking to Farmer Tom Lowerman of the Farmer Tom brand. We're going to take our last break, hear a word from our sponsors and advertisers, come back with our final question, so don't go anywhere. Time to roll out for the people that let us hemp present. Hang loose. We're coming right back. Equio, New Frontier's cutting-edge big data platform, puts the information and answers you need right at your fingertips in real time to help you more effectively run your cannabis business. Go to www.equio.io to sign up for your free membership today. Again, that's www.equio.io. Run with New Frontier and let us help you conquer the wild. Oh, let the marijuana llama tell you something now. Bought a game for your phone, gonna make you say, wow! The game's about the game of growing cannabis for cash. Grow the seeds, sell the bud, put the savings in the stash. Little by little, your empire grows large. Put the big celebrities inside your entourage. You can choose to play with Snoop or me or Cheech and Chong. Cypress Hill, Willie Nelson, Wiz Khalifa with a bong. The name of the game is Hemping, that's the point. Download and play while you light yourself a joint. Business of cannabis should be no crime. Hemp Inc. is even hot proved by the man who run high times. Oh yeah, get it on Android and I and iOS today. Marijuana Llama out. Got to tend to me on crops, you know. Money don't make itself. Hemp Inc. Hi, I'm Montel Williams. Most of you know me as a talk show host, but I'm also an author, actor, single father of four, avid snowboarder, and I'm also a medical marijuana patient. Living with multiple sclerosis, I'm in pain every day. Medical marijuana is my last resort, and it helps me when all other drugs have failed. If you'd like more information about medical marijuana, you can contact the Marijuana Policy Project at mpp.org or call 1-877-JOIN-MPP. We're back to Hemp Presents, only on Cannabis Radio. Now, back to our headstrong emperor of hemp, Vivian We're back on Hemp Present with our final questions for Tom Lowerman. Farmer Tom Lowerman. <laughs> Tom, what are the overarching uh, principles that have governed your life? Where do, you, where do you draw your inspiration from, man? Well, man, I just draw my inspiration from being here on my farm and being able to live this uh, cannabis organic lifestyle that me and my wife have been living you know, for a long time now. We've been on our farm for 13 years. It's been, kind of been our driving force to live this lifestyle. My wife has uh, environmental illness, so she really can't live in the city around perfumes and smokes and, you know, just the regular city, you know, even the city water affects her. So that's why we live out here on the farm. It's, it's a health decision, and I really draw, you know, my inspiration to want to help other farmers. From being on my farm and farm, we travel a lot. I speak a lot at a lot of conventions and stuff, and my farm is my sanctuary. When I can, when I come home, I can recharge, regenerate, focus on what's good and what's you know, and what I want to accomplish, and just go out there and do it. So it's uh, my farm is my is my energy, it's my juice, it's my gasolina. 
<laughs> seems like it's seems like it's working. You're getting pretty good mileage uh, off of it, there, man. <laughs> How can people find out if somebody out there is hearing, listen to this, and they want to do a, they are doing or want to do an organic operation for anything, and are interested in uh, talking to you uh, for a consulting gig or anything else? How can people find out more and get a hold of Tom Larman? Well, I'm I'm all over social media. I'm Farmer Tom Lowerman on Instagram, and you can find me under Farmer Tom or Tom Lowerman on Facebook. Um, you can also go to my webpage, Farmer Tom Organics, and uh, there's a lot of good information there. We're we're in the process of rebuilding it right now, but there's still a ton of good information there. And uh, you know, uh, you can you know you can reach out to me on Messenger or any one of those things, and I'll be happy to uh, answer any of your questions and help you with any projects you want to work on. Or if you're a processor or a producer in Washington or Oregon and you would look you would you would want to work with Farmer Tom, you know, using the Farmer Tom brand then or process for Farmer Tom, reach out to me and uh, let's talk about it. You know, Tom, that for me the coolest thing about doing this show and I'm very close to 100 shows uh, is just being able to get the word about word out of about so many awesome people doing such great work, and you are certainly one of them, Tom. I have so much respect for you, bro, and everything you're about is so positive and productive, man. So, you know, thanks for everything you're doing for my community and and being a friend, and thanks for being on the show, man. Thanks, Vivian. Thanks so much. You got a deal. Take care, brother. All right, brother. Keep up the good work. Uh, you can you can count on it. <laughs> <laughs> Now I want to get to weekly feature him present on CannabisReader.com. That's the quote of the week, and here it is. Quote, I've left specific instructions that I do not want to be brought back during a Republican administration. And that is the immortal words of Timothy Leary, who was planning to be cryogenically frozen at death. And by God, don't bring him back now, whatever you do. That concludes this installment of Hemp Present on Cannabis Radio. I want to thank Brasco, my man in the control room, all the Cannabis Radio sponsors and advertisers. Join me next week for some more reefer repartee and cannabis confabulation with some special hempo sapien on a journey to justice. Because when it comes to prohibition, you got the right not to remain silent. Activism requires a voice, so find yours and speak up for justice because resistance is fertile. Until then, my friends, stay strong, stand tall, and toke it easy. Don't forget to email me someday at hempresent at gmail.com. The Hempresent theme song, Take Back the Plants, performed by Stickerbush, sung by a much younger version of myself. Turn up the music, Maestro. I'm out. The opinions expressed on this CannabisRadio.com program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of CannabisRadio.com. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without proper consent of CannabisRadio.com is prohibited. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. 
Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.